Hey, you found the Bear Rugs, a quirky duo of podcasters clawing at you three times a week. On Mondays, we talk, banter, and ramble about a multitude of topics. Wednesdays are reserved for Ask a Bear Rug. We take the spiciest questions from our listeners, so be sure to hop on the site and send us a few. Fridays, we save those for movie and television series reviews. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the den. What's up, everyone? I'm James. And I'm Jeremy. And And we're we're the Bear Rugs. Rugs. Grab a chair, kick back by the fire. If you have either of those things. And grab a drink. Ideally alcoholic. And let the sweet, dulcet tones of the Bear Rugs fill your head. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. And without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. Uh, What are we going to be talking about today? Well, it's uh, Monday, so we're going to be talking, bantering, rambling about a multitude of topics. But first, I feel like we should probably explain what is a bear rug? What is a bear rug? Well, let me tell you a little bit about a bear rug. Um, So obviously, bears are a very massive, powerful, majestic creature, right? They pretty much run shit in the in the forest. So what would be the worst thing that you could possibly do to such a majestic creature? Turn it into a piece of floor furniture, right? Not just any piece of floor furniture, uh, a piece of floor furniture that what, what do people do on a honeymoon? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, rent a really nice lavish cabin for your honeymoon and then people end up consummating their marriage right on top of you. That's what happens to bear rugs. Oof. So, uh, when Jeremy and I met, um, eventually we ended up becoming roommates. And one of the things that we would do to help keep each other motivated is if anyone was not really being active or, you know, moping around a little bit, uh, we kind of coined this term bear rug, right? So if you were moping around, you weren't willing, willing to get out and do stuff, we'd say, Hey, quit being a bear rug and let's go do this. Right. So it was a big incentive in our early twenties to actually get out and do stuff. And I don't know what it was about that term. I mean, he could have been like, don't be an idiot. Don't be lazy. Don't, don't be a baby. None of those things would have motivated me. And I, I think the, the same thing was the case for him as well. But something about being called a bear rug, even though it was a completely invented term Just, by us. Yeah. Coined, it, coined out of the blue. And yeah. I, so, uh, you had a husky, right? And, uh, Anytime he was like laying down, if you put your feet near him, he'd get like really pissed off. He'd be like, he'd be like growling. He'd be mad. So I, I used to kind of joke and be like, oh, he just doesn't like being a bear rug. Right. So I think the fact that Klondike didn't like. Yeah, it caught on. It yeah, caught exactly. On We're like, we don't want to be bear rugs either if Klondike doesn't want to be a bear rug. Right. So. And we just really embraced this made up derogatory term that was only aimed at each other and uh, probably are better off for it. Yeah, it stuck. Years later, uh, Jeremy had the bright idea that we should uh, get some matching tattoos. So we do have bear We have matching, matching bear tattoos. tattoos. And maybe you guys will see them one day. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so that's kind of a bear rug. Um, additionally, we want to give you guys a little bit more perspective on kind of who we are uh, as people. So we came up with the idea to tell a little bit of a memorable or an endearing fable about one another uh you've got one that you want to tell about me or should i i should go first huh yeah you can go go ahead and go first i have a feeling i know which one you're gonna do it's a little bit shorter and less grandiose than the one that i'm oh, gonna do God. about james but uh, uh a, a lot of my stories are probably best left off the podcast 
for now. For now. Hey-o. Okay, so um, Jeremy and I first met uh, actually through work. Big surprise, right? Where do you meet, meet most of your friends? Uh, is through work. Uh, quite a few years ago. How many years ago? Do you know? It's like 12, 13. Damn, boy. Um, I was a night clerk at 7-Eleven, and he was like a regular checker. Um, I ended up, I think I was actually assistant manager, and then I went back to doing nights. Um, but anyway, I got transferred over to his store because they didn't have a night clerk. And, uh, you know, um, what was your impression when you first met me and went to your store? Oh, man. Uh, well, the first question you ever asked me, and this almost counts as a story that's not going to be the story I tell about him. <laughs> but the first question he ever asked me without, hey, I'm James, or hey, good to meet you, or I'm the night clerk, he just walked up and he was like, you ever think it'd be uh, cool to put on a bunch of Guy Fox masks and just go walk around Walmart Supercenter? You think we could get more people to do that? Again, there's no context. To it, that was the first <laughs> thing he ever said to me. So, yeah, my first impression was like, this guy's nuts, but let's... Let's see where this Let's goes. See where this goes. Like, this guy's kind of weird, but we'll give it a shot. Yeah. I think at that time I was in, uh, it was like flash mobs were like popping off and I, I really want to do flash mobs. But yeah, my first impression of Jeremy, and this is kind of where this story is going to allude to, is that um, I would notice from time to time, uh, especially when he was like rigging up customers or when someone was talking to him directly, he would sometimes get this almost like deadpan face with like, and his eyes would go really wide and he would just stand completely still. <laughs> I called it like the resting scared face. It was like a deer caught in headlights and it entertained the shit out of me. Well, one of my funniest uh, memories was we actually did a road trip uh, and we were somewhere in, in a small town in Colorado. I don't remember the name of the town, a population of who knows what. Yeah. They, I mean, you, you could drive through the thing in like 30 seconds, right? It had one main road that we were cutting through and, uh, they had one gas station that was open. We needed to stop, get gas, uh, use the restroom. This wasn't like a circle K or anything. This was like a mom and pop, like probably, you know, at some point it was like a Burger King or something and they turned it into a convenience store. But I go in there to use the restroom and the door's like super flimsy. It's like, I mean, shoot, barely cardboard, but get in there. It's got one toilet and a sink almost like right next to each other. I go in there. Uh, I take care of business. I get out and I start shopping. Well, somewhere between the time that I left that bathroom, I guess some old guy had kind of moseyed in there and I didn't know. Jeremy saw me come out of the side. So he figured, Oh, bathroom's clear. I'm going to go ahead and go. Right. I'm going to let you take it from here. Well, I'm going to start by saying I'm not one of those people that knocks. If, if you're in a bathroom and you don't lock the door, you're kind of, you're reaping what you sow. And so I, I came up to this door and I say that, but I, I give a little ap- apprehensive twist of the knob. And for whatever reason, this horribly built or horribly aged door just gave way and let me right in. Well, I opened the door and there's an, there's an old man in there <laughs> with his pants all the way to his ankles, like piled up on his new balances. And he's already turning red with rage that this has happened to him. And I I just have the phrase he said seared seared in my head to this day. And it was literally just, I'm in here. <laughs> just a simple three three words is all it took. So I'm over there browsing some chips and some snacks, right, to finish off the road trip. And I hear this old dude yell. And so I glance over. And what I see Jeremy's just standing there still. I can only see the back of his head, but I already know he's got that face with the wide eyes just standing still. And he's standing there 
<laughs> quite a few seconds, like an uncomfortable amount of seconds. And I know because I just used the bathroom, like the door almost touches the toilet, right? So I'm just like, I'm dying. I can't handle it, right? But eventually he does close the door. We kind of shoot shit about it, but... Yeah, um, it, it was very close proximity I was to this man, too. Because like he said, you open the door, and it wasn't one of those bathrooms where you see a toilet across the way in the cat, in the corner of the, the restroom or anything. No, he was he was a foot and a half from me when I opened that door. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, by far one of my fondest memories. Uh, the old man who was in there, you know? Yeah, heck, that guy, man. Was... All right, what do you got, big dog? All right, it's there's really no contest here. The best, by far, James story starts with me being asleep at about 30 after midnight, and James bursts in, oh shakes boy. me awake, like, hey, man, tonight, guess what, guess what, guess what happened tonight? I just met the love of my life. <laughs> I want to talk about it. And I was like, oh, man, no, it's it's 1230, and here's where it comes in. He went, don't be a bear rug. We're going to IHOP. Spring out of bed. Bear rug worked every time. Spring out of bed. So we go to IHOP to uh, to, to discuss this. Just a little preamble here. Um, I definitely, I you know, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, uh, and that night I was not looking for love. Uh, I'm a teetotaler. Uh, for those of you that doesn't know what that, who don't know what that means, a teetotaler is a person that avoids uh, mind-altering and like addictive substances. So I don't, I don't drink or or smoke or you know play with any of the the spicy drugs or anything. But uh, I, I am also, I am a social butterfly, and I've got tons of different friend groups. Uh, I had a specific friend group that uh, were big into like country music. I'm not a country music fan at all. And they wanted to celebrate uh, one of the birthday parties by going down to, you know, the local country club called uh, Cowboys. And they wanted to get fucked up. And they knew if I came along, I'd make sure they were okay during during the, the festivities and then also get them all home safe without any DUIs. And I'm, I'm all right with that. I don't, I, I you know, I, I tell multiple people, if it's 3 a.m., call my ass. I'll come get you, right? Um, but anyway... I wasn't really looking forward to it. I'd, I'd worked, uh, you know, a pretty long shift at the old Seven Eleven. It was pretty worn out, but you know, they they were really good friends. It was their birthday too. You know, they they hit you with the birthday card. You got to do it. So we go we go down to Cowboys. Um, you know, it, I'm I'm kicking it with them for a little bit. They start getting you know a little bit more hammered. Uh, I brought them like another round of drinks, and then I was like, all right, dude, I gotta I gotta walk around. I gotta see what's going on. And at this time, uh. Gangnam Style had come out. What was that dude's name? Sai. Uh, Sai. Yes, Sai's Gangnam Style had popped out. So I, I went down. I went down towards the dance floor. Gangnam Style popped in. I'm all about getting on a dance floor. So I go out there. I start dancing. I'm, you know, I've already got the moves down pretty well. Uh, I say pretty well. I'm passionate. I may not be as good as I think I am, but if you're passionate, everyone loves it, right? And out of nowhere, this chick just comes out of the crowd and starts dancing with me. And I mean, gorgeous. She had this beautiful white dress. We are, we're dancing, we're synced up, like killing it, right? Having a great time, start dancing with her. And um, 
after a couple of songs, uh, we end up hopping off the dance floor and she's there with, uh, with a couple friends, a guy and a girl. And I, you know, I was being an absolute gentleman. I told them, Hey, do you mind if I steal her away uh, and go get her a drink and, and talk a bit? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. So I take her over to the bar. We're chatting. Turns out she's in IT and I was in IT at the same as well at that time. And so we're just shooting shit about, you know, random IT stuff, really hitting it off. Everything's going great. And then a two-step song comes on and I'm like, Oh God, not two-step. And she's like, I told her, I said, look, I got to be honest with you. I don't even know how to two-step. I've never, I've never been able to master it. People have tried to teach. She's like, get your ass out here. Let's go. Grabs me by the arm, takes me out there. We start dancing and I don't know. She just, she dropped the instructions. She, you know, moved me the way I needed to move. And I just, I figured it out. And, uh, by that, by that point, the, the level of like impulse that she had there and then just dancing, I was hooked. I was like, this is, this is it. I gotta, I gotta get to know this chick. Right. So I ended up getting her number by this time. I'm head over heels. Right. Take her back to her friends. (laughs) I don't know about that, but uh, anyway, so I, I, I take her back to her friends. I go back to my friend group and I can't stop talking about her, but by the time they're ready to go home, I'm still talking about her. I'm driving them home, driving them home. They're just like, shut up. Right. So I'm like, okay, dude, I'm trying to stay level, but at the same time, I've always worn my heart on my sleeve. So I'm like, I can't do it. I got, I gotta, I, I gotta go eat. I gotta go do something. Right. So this club is like 45 minutes south of where Jeremy and I used to live. It's way outside of town, right? So I come back. I'm obviously hyped up. I'm losing my mind. I wake Jeremy up. I'm like, yo, we got to go. I got to go talk about this. We even stopped over at that 7-Eleven and hit up Wayne. And I was, you know, declaring my love out there too. But anyway, uh, I scoop him up and we go like 20, 25 minutes north of where I live, right? So between this range, there's tons, I mean, 20, 25 IHOPs in this that are way closer, right? But anyway, uh, we get we get out there. I'll let you take the story from here. Sorry. All right. Yeah. So it, this sounds at this point like, hey, man, this might be the start to a pretty romantic story. This is really cute at this point. Like, oh, learned to dance with her, met her friends, hit it off with her friends. She was great dance partner, got her number. It's, it sounds like it's going well, but... Over the course of the next few minutes, oh, let's God. see where this goes. So we get to IHOP, and I know James is excitable, but I've never seen him this excitable. He hasn't stopped smiling from the second he shook me awake, and he doesn't stop smiling for the rest of the night. <laughs> and we get to the parking lot. We get out, and a couple waitresses are going in for the overnight shift. James immediately yells, I'm in love. I found the love of my life. And these waitresses just kind of chuckle it off like, oh, it's two in the morning. There's been some people drinking, even though, as you heard, that's not the case with James. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's nice. How nice. And we get into the restaurant and the restaurant's, restaurant's pretty packed. There's people waiting to sit down and the manager is running the hostess stand because the hostesses are trying to divert people to, to tables and yeah it's like a saturday night it's packed there's it's been i mean yeah there there's no there there's no, we're waiting in a line there's no place to sit down and in that line james strikes a wide pose and belts out attention i hop <laughs> i've met the love of my life and I'm, I'm going crazy. I'm like her, her hair is golden, like uh, amber, I don't know, silk or some shit like that. I'm like her eyes are sparkling like the stars. I'm going crazy, right? And a couple black ladies were like, uh, "Oh, sweetie, you just drunk?" And I was like, "No, I'm sober. All I've had all night was like sprites. I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. 
Yep. Love of his life. Whole the whole restaurant and and it wasn't the sort of deal where people ignored him thinking oh there's a drunk over there we got the whole restaurant's attention. <laughs> well, this actually ended up being fortuitous for me. Uh, the line was skipped because the manager immediately rushed over and was like, "Hey, hey, you guys, keep it down, keep it down. Uh, we we've got a spot right over here for you." And it was the typical IHOP. I don't know if anyone's been to IHOP after hours, but the typical little drunk tank area. It's usually got glass. It used to be the smoking area, but now they just throw All drunks the in there. Now that people. smoking's not really an indoor yeah. thing anymore in most of the country. Um, so we turned the corner, being led into this room by the manager. And I see James' eyes just shoot open. And it turns out he sees a couple of the friends of this girl. And if we get a little bit further in, he sees the girl. And she is trying to basically implode on herself. She just is trying to disappear into thin air after what just happened. And James bounces up, sees a guy right next to her that he didn't see at the club, shakes his hand, and points at her and goes, "You're, you're it. You're who I was talking about." And she's a, she was a really nice girl by all accounts. She tried to play it off like, "Oh, really? Yeah, nice." And uh, and then James proceeded to ask her, uh, "So, twenty four hours? That's the rule, right? Before I before I use this number and text you?" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah. That's 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 about what it should be." And so we sit down, and James sits down with his back to them, uh, which is probably for the best. And I sit down to where I could see them, and he's. He's he's sitting there just vibrating. He's still smiling, but I can't tell if it's happiness or sheer terror. I was, oh my god, dude! I was so mortified when we when we came around that corner. The two the two friends had like the biggest grin because they were sitting in the booth. They were looking right at me with like the biggest grin. And I just remember like my stomach jumped up to my chest. I'm like, what? Every all these thoughts are going through my head. I'm like, why are they here? This is like on the other side of town. Like, what's happening? And I, I think at the beginning, I was like, it's you guys. Like, what are you guys doing here? Right. And uh, I introduced Jeremy. I remember I, I feel like I, I did OK, considering how panicked I was. I was like. Oh my God, this is the, like, I can't believe this just happened, right? Like, I'm mortified. I'm like, absolutely like, oh my God. And I remember you went from being like kind of tired and cranky to being like smug, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this like, is great. Yeah. And, and he said to, he's like, dude, yeah, I could crack coconuts over your head. Cause I was just sitting there like, so, oh my gosh. And I was so tuned into what was going on. Like, even though my back was to them, I was like, just like so tuned on to what was going on at their table. And when I heard her say, her name was Kate. When I heard her say she did, she ran out of butter pecan syrup. I just like grabbed mine and like put it, put it over there. They all started giggling, (laughs) just losing their mind. Um, And then of course, after we ate, I was so humiliated. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) Despite being humiliated and despite being very tense and knowing that this was bound to not go well. He kept trying to 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 make what happened have like, some legitimacy. Reassure it in my head. And, like, yeah, hey. he had to try to reassure himself that, that this, <laughs> maybe this, this isn't I still so got a bad. shot. Yeah, like, like maybe this isn't so bad. And, maybe she'll love it. Maybe this is a knight in shining armor. And I moment. did, you know. And then when when we were, they were getting up to leave, like I got up, I said, you know, hey, you know, I, I was real cordial with them. She gave me a hug, I, you know, and I let her know. I said, hey, like. I, I do wear my heart on my sleeve, but um, I did I did enjoy um, you know talking with you and hanging out and would love love to get an opportunity to do it again, right? So I felt like like overall very mortifying, but by the end of it, I felt like you know at least it was somewhat redeemable, right? But that next day, oh my god, I was. Oh. 
it, it took every ounce of me not to just like send a text. I'm like, I will wait. I literally probably 24 hours on the nose is what it took me to send that text. And I sent her a little text and, and, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> debated on what I, what I should put, but I put something like of all the butter pecan joints in all the world, like you ended up at that one. Same thing. I was very, very cordial and, and, you know, said I would love to have another date. Um, she ended up texting back pretty quick. Right. And, uh, she said something along the lines of like, you know, my boyfriend and I had, uh, or my ex-boyfriend and I had, had kind of split up, you know, when, when I was out there and, you know, after talking with them and stuff, I've decided to give them another chance. So yeah, I, I got shut down and I ended up texting something back, uh, along the lines. I didn't get super mad. I mean, obviously I was a little heartbroken. I was a little, little tore up about it. I ended up texting something back like, um, well, just remember the next time he's yelling at you, someone's dreaming of whispering sweet nothings into your ear. And uh, the boys tried to talk me out of that one, but <laughs> I tried to remind him the whole time that he was incredibly lucky that she didn't file a restraining order. And maybe she did because we never saw her again. Well, so it, it never needed to be used. Well, I ended up I ended up losing that phone. Um, I think it was like a prepaid phone too back in the day. You know when you had to pay for text messages. But I ended up losing that phone and and her number and all of that. So even if she did try to text back, uh, nope, that was the one that got away. You know. But yeah, that's a, that's a spicy one, dude. I, uh, it's my favorite. (laughs) All right. So I think that gives, you know, kind of a general intro. Um, another thing I want to cover, uh, I typically for work, I travel, I do consultative work. Um, so a lot of times my, I'd say in my right now, especially after COVID, I don't travel as much. I, I used to do two planes a week. Um, now I might do one or two trips a month, if that, if two. Um, but yeah, so so I've always been, tra- I've traveled, I love gaming, um, and I spend a lot of my social time in like Discord and other things like that. Um, I don't, I don't really do a lot of going out and things like that, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm basically a, a grown man child, a, a successful man child. I'm, I'm killing it in my career, but uh, I'm, I'm too selfish to want to try to invest time and, and resources into like getting a family. So if you're, if you're looking for gaming feedback and things like that, I'm probably going to be your best resource for that. Right on. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the, not, not necessarily the opposite, but, uh, I, I, I play games a little bit. I'm a, what devout gamers would call a, a filthy, filthy casual. casual. I used to, I used to game a lot more than I do now. Never as much as James, but, uh, I have a, the typical, Typical nuclear family of uh, wife, son, daughter, dog, cat. Uh, the old, the old American dream. Yeah, yeah. Living that American <laughs> dream. Kit and caboodle. My, as they I'm, say. I'm married to the game, the video game. Literally, I, I, I kid you not. I think what you probably do maybe four or five hours a week. I'm like, if if I don't have anything going, I'll, I could do 18 hours in a day, no problem. And I just pivot between like friend groups, right? So I might have one friend group that's, you know, in the UK or something that's up super late for, you know, US time. And then I just pivot to the next group and just keep gaming. So uh, that's that's kind of where my pieces are at. Um, speaking of video games, uh, you want to talk about the Harry Potter, the Hogwarts Legacy? Hogwarts Legacy is excellent game. Excellent game. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, even as someone that doesn't play many games, like he said, I play maybe four or five hours a week. I've invested twice that 
since it released less than 24 hours ago, it, it's it's way better than I thought. Yeah, that that game straight up bops coming from a gamer. Um, they they nailed everything. Uh, very the a lot of things that I really like about it. The atmosphere, um, very similar to like when Star Wars Battlefront the new ones came out. They captured like what you think it would feel like to be in like a a, a battle, right? Like against stormtroopers and and the rebels, uh, but. Unfortunately, that game did feel a little hollow after, you know, uh, you played it for a certain amount of times. But that first, like, level of immersion that you got from the game, that's what you get from this. I'm not even a big Harry Potter fan. Uh, you know, I obviously, I've, you know, watched the movies. I haven't even read all the books. I read maybe two of the books. Didn't really do it for me, you know. But, and, and I also, I prefer to play the game on the most difficult or second most difficult Obviously, some games like Bethesda, you can't really do the most difficult. They're designed to like scale up. But this game, I, I've been playing on hard, and uh, um, it's it's challenging at times. There's definitely a couple of the battles where you have to really pay attention to what's going on. But the atmosphere, the music, everything about it, they they crushed it on there, and uh, and I'm loving it. What uh, what difficulty are you playing over there, Hot Rod? Oh man, as a casual, I always, with very few exceptions. Play games on easy because I I die six times. The game's getting traded into GameStop for seventeen dollars if I'm lucky. I I don't I don't I don't deal with dying. I don't deal with the challenge. If I want to have a hard time, I'll go outside and chop wood. I'm I'm there for just com- only the fun factor and, and <laughs> challenges aren't fun to me. And take that for what it's worth. Um, so I've been playing it on easy. Yep. But uh, one thing I did notice, I actually had a little bit of trouble with like the character creation. I kind of try to make myself as a character. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, you're usually long hair, bearded dudes. But in this game, you're like a, a fifth year. So you're like still like in, I don't know, like 15, 15 I think. 15, 16. Yeah, I don't know. But you're, you're a fifth year at Hogwarts and you're coming in fresh. So like me at 16, 15, I had like a really dumb kind of spiky haircut with a cowlick. I hated it, uh, like, looking back. So I was like, do I want to just make, like, a long-haired, like, what I what I wanted to be? And that's – I ended up doing that, but it took it, – it was a little bit of struggle. And the other thing I noticed with the character creator that was really weird is that if you pivot – you have the ability to pitch the voice up or down, and if you pivot from, like, the default voice sound, it's almost, like, robotic. It's, like – it's it, it sounds like they're talking in a tin can. It's yeah, really I noticed that. It, that's the strangest thing I've noticed about that game. And despite that, I picked one of the deeper voices that has a robotic voice because I just didn't want the higher pitched is it, voice. Is this still bad in like the cutscenes? Is, is it? It's gnarly. It's, it's okay, bad in the cutscenes yeah, yeah. too. My, it, I don't weird. know. I, I mine mine seems fine, and and I've been doing it with that. And then the combat. If any of you are familiar with like WB games combat, uh, we're talking Mad Max, uh, Arkham Arkham Asylum, uh, Lord the Shadow of Mordor, the Lord of the Rings games. Same kind of thing. You've got a parry system. You've got a dodge, and then you have a light attack and like a heavy attack. Uh, with this game, you have four different spells that you can pivot from, and you throw like a light attack. But uh, it's it's super good. It's super fun. Um, on hard mode, you have to be a little bit more careful because you can't just hold down the parry button to do a counterattack um, because they will reflect the counterattack to if you have like a partner helping you or something like that. You have to uh, you have to actually pay attention to what color the shields are. Use the right spell to like break them and uh, stagger them, and then just juggle multiple combats. Um, on easy, not the case, huh? No, it's just. It's just bowling for wizards. You just pick any spell and everyone just goes flying into orbit. It's 
I should probably ratchet it up a little bit, honestly. Yeah. But all in all, it's a phenomenal game. I highly recommend, even if you're not a gamer, if you're a Harry Potter fan, or if you're a gamer and you're not a Harry Potter fan, definitely scoop it up. Uh, it did the same thing to me that Red Dead did with like Westerns. I only like Tombstone. I started playing Red Dead Redemption. And I was like, this thing is amazing. I love this game. So same thing with Harry Potter. Uh, you were almost late coming out here because you were playing Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't stop. And I'm not really a traditionally a Harry Potter fan either. I, I read the books when I was a kid. The, the last one came out when I was a senior in high school. And after the books were over, I don't care for the movies. I'd never gone to Wizarding World at Universal Studios or I even had a desire to really. Um, but this, this game just came out of nowhere and did it well. And the character, it's funny to me that character creator gave you fits because yeah. that's, that's something that in no game have I ever spent any amount of time on. I've, I've worn a hat pretty much unless I was sleeping or showering my whole <laughs> life and I have red hair. So in the character creator, you just skin pasty hair, red basic haircut. If there's a hat option, hat. Throw some glasses on there if they glasses got it. Glasses if that's an option, and boom, You're hey, good it's to go. me. It's you. It's me. Easy. I have it easy. <laughs> we all look the same, us redheads. Yep. Would you say your character looks like a 15-year-old you? Did you do pretty good with that? Or Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 did a pretty, I did a pretty good job. <laughs> I did a pretty good job with it. It, yeah. it, it worked out. It captures it. Yeah. One of the better likenesses I've made in a game. There's tons of glasses, too. I found uh, some smoky-tinted ones that kind of work like aviators, so... Yeah, I've got I've got some some pretty heavy tent ones on my character right now. Actually, I just hate how all the frames are like the first of all, they're either the round, awful, thin, wiry Harry Potter like super nerd glasses, or they're like like the the half half moon spectacles like Dumbledore wore, elliptical ones. Yeah, or or they're like some weird dragon one of those eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. There's no just. Like, glasses. Why, then you put some like Buddy Holly glasses in there yeah. or something. I know that's kind of breaking the theme, but come on. Hey, you know. But yeah, all in all, great game. Highly recommend you guys scoop it up. Uh, it bops. 100%. So. All right, probably the last subject we'll, we'll broach today has uh, been pretty wild in the skies over the United States and Canada and even Latin America <laughs> lately. It all started with the, the gigantic balloon from China, which... Rest in peace. That was a real one right there. That weather balloon. <laughs> yeah. Transverse love the it. continent before it couldn't uh, be shot down by Sam Turrets, man. Walking legend. Yeah, they didn't want to shoot it down in Montana because the one farmer that lives there in that area would have, you know, would have busted his barn or something. Yep. Couldn't do it. Safety hazard. I'm surprised it made it over Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri. It did the whole way, right? All the way to the ocean. And that's when they were like, yeah. all right, let's take yeah, this nobody, thing. Let's nobody take this fucker down. Yeah, yeah, Sidewinder missile. Let's shoot, down a, shoot down a balloon with a Sidewinder missile. <laughs> there that- were, they were saying it was like spy shit, but I'm going to be honest, dude. Like, I don't think China would use a weather, like would use a balloon to spy. It's like they got TikTok, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> TikTok and satellites. TikTok and satellites, dude. Good to go. But I They've become much more unpredictable. Oh, that's fair with the, with the press. Yeah, I've heard some things where like they get bad news and nobody wants to bring it to him because they're afraid he's gonna like he guns some dudes down for like bringing him news he didn't want to hear. Yeah, yeah so they're so. like they just don't tell him shit. So maybe he could have been like release the balloon, make a balloon, yeah. get it over there. Yeah. Let's see Float what's going on over there. Yeah, yeah. So so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, uh, current reports are saying 
it had not only cameras on it, but it had listening devices was the latest okay. thing I heard. It could actually okay. listen, which is crazy because it was at 60,000 feet. So it's well, know, miles what's it hearing in the sky. Like wind? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. so that, that, all, that all came and went. But then in the past two days alone, we've had three more objects, which officials are hesitant to call balloons. And I'll, I'll read a direct quote in a minute because it's kind of funny to me how wishy-washy officials are on this but three objects one over montana was showed up on radar for norad as a discrepancy that's all they they called it so they scrambled jets and the jets didn't see anything but they closed the airspace over over montana uh on february 11th 2023 for like half the day because they were like, we, we see a really odd thing on radar here. So That's they closed wild. the airspace, but they never found anything. They went up and looked around. They never found anything. But then, over Alaska, a cylindrical silver object about the size of a car floating at 40,000 feet was shot down. Because that's a general area that long-haul flights fly commercially. So it was a, an immediate threat to civilian lives. So they went ahead and authorized an immediate shoot-down of that. And Ooh. they're not saying what it could possibly be. But they said it was not manned. It wasn't a okay. manned vehicle of any sort. And the way they knew this was they sent up two F-22 pilots who literally like circled around this thing and stared at it, which that would be a hilarious job. Oh, but uh, they, they verify there's no one in there. And so they said, okay, well, go ahead and shoot it down. Well, something's floating in the sky and no one knows what it is. It's not propelling itself. It's not being driven. What is it? Uh, everyone's saying, well, is it a balloon then? And their response to this was, <laughs> "You want me to? You want me to try to do his voice? I don't know what he sounds like, but I could. I would bet he kind of sounds a little Texan like this." He said, "All I say is that it wasn't flying with any sort of propulsion. So if that is a balloon, like, well, we just don't have enough at this point." Yeah. So that was National Security Council coordinator. John Kirby. <laughs> That's exactly how that guy sounds. I'm looking at his picture. No, I'm just kidding. He probably doesn't sound yeah, like he's, that. He looks absolutely bewildered, which they have no idea what this thing is, but apparently yeah. they're going to collect it. It went down over ice. So off the coast of Alaska, but it was ice. So they, it's, it's on solid foundation. Like they ice. can go, they can go get it and they're going to go get whatever it is. And Yo, hopefully they tell us what do it you was. think it's aliens. What do you think? I you think really, really hesitate to already get into the trope of like, it's a UFO. There's aliens out there. It's people. an alien. It's, it's probably aliens, but I mean, it's maybe aliens. I don't know, man. I, I'm more inclined to the dark forest theory. You know about that? Oh yeah. <sighs> oh yeah. So if you guys don't know, the dark forest is basically like the reason why we can't find life outside of our solar system is because life does not want to be found because you could think about it, right? And and the analogy is like, it's a dark forest. So um, any, any life that would be out there would be like hunters in the dark that can't really make, you can't really make anything out. You don't know what their intentions are. And if you come across them, you probably have to be hostile, right? So it's like, it's the same thing. The reason why 
Uh, that so there's there's a theory that the reason why we can't find life outs, outside of our solar system is because that life is doing whatever it can to not be found. And if I mean, you know, there there's tons of things that can you know destabilize a planet, right? Like if you know they created some kind of payload to just like shoot at the planet, you know, that could be like six seven feet long into like the core of it, they could destabilize you know the magnetic field rupture atmospheres right there's all kinds of like crazy theories like that so i'm a little bit more inclined to believe it's like dark forest thing i don't think it's anything uh myself i don't think it's anything extraterrestrial but who knows man who knows yeah i may be i may be uh biting my tongue here in the next next couple weeks right but yeah it just seems like a, a whole lot at once and that's not me Supporting an alien claim. That's yeah, what's, just, what's going on in going Alaska, on. man? Something's you know? going on. Well, and that brings me to the final event, and that happened literally hours ago. Another <laughs> cylindrical object that was seemingly floating around oh, at the wheel Canada. of the jet stream, about the same altitude, about the same size, made it to... The Alaska Canada border, just into Canada, and uh, Canadian Prime Minister authorized the United States to shoot it down to like, hey, yeah, you guys go ahead, you you guys spend the money. I know it's over my skies, but I know you guys like to shoot. Things, well, so. hey, we got them F twenty twos, baby. Might as well use them. Might as well use them. Yeah, the F twenty two, that Chinese balloon was its first air to air kill, technically. So <laughs> that thing, in the course of a week, has gotten to just wreck three unidentified little triple floaties. kill. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but uh, it they just seems say like it was a whole lying lot of- at about 40,000 feet. You see that the North American aerospace defense command detected the high altitude object over Alaska late Friday evening. Uh, according to Pentagon spokesperson, Brigadier general, Pat Ryder, uh, two us F 22 aircraft monitored the object over Alaska. Then Canadian aircraft joined as it crossed into Canadian airspace. Following a call from Trudeau to President Joe Biden on Saturday, Biden authorized that U.S. aircraft take down the new high-altitude object, and a U.S. F-22 shot it down with a Sidewinder missile. It's kind of wild. F-22s are doing work, and they're using the Sidewinder missile. You think this is? You don't think this is like a curveball, do you? Like you remember when all the, uh, there was like a lot of controversy going on, and then the Pentagon was like, "Hey guys, aliens are real. Look at all this footage that we have," and nobody gave a shit. <laughs> they're like, "Whatever, dude." It, you remember that? No, I don't. I you don't remember don't, that? No. There was like a point in time where there was like tons of like different controversy coming up, and then the Pentagon like released uh, footage of uh, multiple unidentified oh, aircraft yeah, yeah, sightings, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And it, and everyone was like, "Oh, now you're telling us aliens are real, right?" Yeah. Like, and then they so also like, were like, "And we're going to release all the information we have, and we're going to yeah. get it out there." Yeah, yeah it, it might be a like, "Hey, look over but here." I, while we're I don't know. I don't know. It's just it is kind of wild though that there's. A lot of stuff floating around in Alaska. Area, Maybe our enemies know? have just gotten really into sending balloons our way. Like really cool balloons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, let's see. Montanans still have questions about, I love that it's called the Chinese spy balloon. But like, that's just, that's, 
<laughs> it, like, it seems what if, ridiculous, but that's what, what if, they did. They what sent if I a called, balloon. I, I think it's. I I genuinely think that what they said was that it was a. It was for gathering gathering like meteorolo- meteorological meteorological. Yeah, because they're like Russia. They make stuff up like that to save. Yeah, face. but I mean, I don't know. I think everybody's spying, right? Like everybody's spying anyway. Like why balloons? <laughs> it's an embarrassing way to spy. It's, it's like the balloons, everything that you could get from a satellite, that balloon could get, though. You know what I mean? And you can't control, you can't really control where the balloon goes. It's like based, I mean, a little bit, but like, I think it was a weather balloon that got a little out of whack. Personally, oh, that's China, what I think. China's just not a reasonable. Chinese country. spy balloon has the same vibe as like Dakota spy clown. You know what I mean? Like, so they're they're a communist he's a nation, clown, but he's just a spy. Russia's basically a communist nation, but. They both are apt to do things that are hilarious. All right, fair enough. They play they, jazz. They, they both I, I do get hilarious it. things. The I whole invasion of Ukraine's been that's just yeah, bonkers, completely man. botched. Yeah. And uh, like they tear apart Russian drones, and they have like disposable cameras like taped to like a little hammer to, to the take bottom pictures. of it. Yeah. <laughs> they shoot these things down. They're like they have to take this thing to Walgreens to get their spy pictures <laughs> so, developed. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And China's. They're apt to do the same thing, so I. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? They're they're tearing it apart to see what it what it really is, but they definitely are capable of doing something ridiculous and embarrassing, like sending hey, a balloon over. I miss that balloon though. The moon. I I, I think it, it was. It looked like the moon. It was the moon balloon for me. Yeah. And I wish it, it was. They said it's like the size of three school buses stacked on top of each other. So it was like a legit size of like one of those original Planet Hollywood restaurant. Yeah, it was doors. a hefty boy, and. uh I'm so, I, I'm sad, I was sad the day it went over the Atlantic and had to watch that puppy get popped. They burst my bubble, literally. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that's all we got for today. Is there anything else you're thinking we might want to cover or we, we want to go ahead and shut this down? I'll wrap it on up. All right. So that about wraps up everything we have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And remember... Don't don't be, be a, a bear, bear rug. rug. Don't do it. You'll regret it. But seriously, thanks everyone and we hope you tune in next time. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, be sure to visit our site at thebearrugs.com for additional episodes. We have all of our socials listed there. You know what they are. Give us a like, share, comment. If you're part of the older crowd, Pony Express that shit if you have to. Thanks for listening, everyone.